violin. I'm going to speak first. Very special broadcast. The doctor's office. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. Folks, share that you are watching. Remember, you can uh, type in someone's name, and that will then alert them that we're live and that they can join us. So we have a very special broadcast, and we're going to start momentarily. I like to give everyone just kind of a moment. I almost envision like everyone filing into the room. Hope everyone's well on this Thursday. We have solved the coyote problem, apparently, in... Uh, in Warwick, and now we're just going to wait for Roberta Farrell, who will give us the okay, but I can already see that people are anxious to hear from our our guest, and he's very kind to uh, sit down. Hello, Cheryl. Hello, Robin. Hello, everybody. So we are we're just waiting now on Roberta, and I think Roberta will um, should be okay. I just I was in communication with her just a short time ago. Unless, oh, wait a minute. No, we're good. Audio, video is great. All right. Folks, good evening. It is Juan. We are here with the one and only Dr. Mana. Doctor, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Juan, thank you for having yeah. me. I want to start off, <clears throat> and folks, I want, I want the doctor to understand and everyone else. I, I, everyone has their own style, and I, I don't want to go through a full rehash. So I'm very big on, and I said this to the doctor, there's a great scene in Mad Men where Burke Cooper quotes the Japanese and says, a, a man is whatever room he is in. And right now, Dr. Mata is in this room. <laughs> so, but I want to start off with Memorial Hospital. And I want to start off the premise of this. I was told, I was told, that last fall, Governor McKee told Josh Saul, get the deal done with Mata. That's what I was told. Now, you met with Josh Saul. Is that accurate? I heard you also met with the mayor of Pawtucket. But let's just start with, you've been in the news. Where are things right now with Memorial Hospital? Well, thank you, Juan, for having me. Very well. <laughs> um, so Memorial Hospital, uh, as you know, Bayport International Holdings is our publicly traded company, BAYP yep. uh, on the OTC. And I'm the president of that company. Uh, we have a real estate division. So in talks with some banks that we were working with, they had asked me where I was located, and I told them Rhode Island. Um, so when they told me that I was from Rhode Island, when I told them I was from Rhode Island, they asked me if I knew Memorial Hospital. Um, they had a loan that was in default. And it was the only loan they ever did in history, of course. And here it is in Rhode Island. So they asked me if I knew Memorial Hospital. Now, I was born here. Um, I know Pawtucket. I know Mayor Grabian, um, a big fan of his. I think, you know, he brings a real good business background to the city. Yep. I thought it was a great place for us to be. So after months of negotiations, the banks had already loaned the money to the previous um, uh, buyer of the building. So the idea is either let it go and then years and years and years of this place getting even worse, yeah. or do we work together, take it on, and that's what we did. So we met with um, the mayor's office, and actually the first day I was here, Amos House was here, and there was a, um, a sprinkler had gone bad, 
and I was touring the building, and they were evacuating. Um, so we had to get it ready for them, and now I can say it is ready for them. Um, and that's when the first time I ever heard of Josh Saul. Um, he had given me a call on the he, first day. He was the McKee housing secretary. He was, yeah. and he had given me a call as we were going on a tour. I, haven't, I didn't reach out to the state. Um, and he said, listen, anything you need to do to get Amos House back in, we're 100% behind wow. you. Yeah. So I said, okay, no problem. He had my number. He reached out that night. Um, I believe it was it was one of the holidays. We actually got on a call with the governor's office. I mean, that's how important it was because that's obviously, you know, the housing is a big situation here. And the governor was under fire, especially the month of November. Governor McKee was under fire because the homeless advocates were sleeping out of the state house. Okay, so how do you go from that to, you know, and again, I don't want to rehash the whole thing, but Josh Saul was then terminated, but. Where do things stand now, and, and are you still optimistic about the Memorial Hospital project? Sure. I mean, I'm here every day, you know, and uh, we have a developer now um, that's coming in, and they're going to take over. I really was just here for a short period of time to get Amos House back in. Now I've accomplished that over the last four months. Uh, everything is ready. The beds are ready. The rooms are ready. We put in a new entertainment uh, system, um, entertainment room, uh, new um, cameras, new alarm system, added rooms. So they're much better off today than they were even four months ago. Uh, but now we're, we're, not, we're ready to work on the bigger project. And the bigger project is creating 350 units, affordable housing units, which really fixes the problem. Yep. So the problem is... Uh, shelters because they can't get uh, affordable housing, yep. well, you've got to fix the problem down the road. Down the road is where do these people go? You're not going to just keep putting them in shelters. You need affordable housing. We have 350 um, apartments that are ready to be built. We have all our plans. We're going to the city with a master plan. We have our developer. We have our contractor. So that's all happening. Everything is happening. Unfortunately, wow. you know, we yes. live in a world that's upside down. You can't tell who's telling the truth and not telling the truth, and you almost can't you almost can't blame people because they only hear what they hear. Um, but the reality is, but the work's being done. The work is being done. I okay. mean, we just finished up. Um, again, we have to go to master planning because this was a hospital, uh, so there's some zoning things. But our team has spent north of twelve million dollars. So no, we're not Whoa. going anywhere. You know, there was is, is the mayor still on board? Because Mayor Grabian met with you. I hope I'm not breaking it. But he, he did meet with you, and he, from what I was told, Mayor Grabian was like, we're all in with Dr. Mata. So we've met with the mayor several times. As I said, I've had a pass with him for the last 15 years just being a, a fan. And, yeah, we showed him the plan. We showed him what we want to do here. And, again, I'm not taking all the credit. The previous owner who had ideas to do some great things, he just yeah. ran out of the money. Um, what about there was a story um, that the attorney general was somehow getting involved? And I don't want to get bogged down in any legal element, but is there any – what can you tell us? And it's not a negative. What happened was when the hospital was shut down, and it's not every day hospitals shut no. down, they had to put something called a Cypre into, into effect. That Cypre specifically said because Care New England is our neighbor – they owned this property. They had to split them. And when they split them, it became a condo. And they wanted to make sure there were certain restrictions. For example, they didn't want a shopping center to come here. But they were okay with a veteran's affordable housing, um, you know, things of that nature. So the, a plan was created. 
The only reason why the attorney general's uh, part of this now is because it's still in that three-year window where the Cypre is. Okay. So he has to weigh in just to make sure that we're still doing the same thing we were, which we are. Okay. So again, people take things, blow them out of proportion, oh. and unfortunately people can only get the news um, from certain areas and, and they believe things that are not true. But yes, so he, He's not standing in the way, the attorney general? Not at all. No. Nope. So if someone wants to open up, I mean, what will it be? Mixed development, apartment, low-income housing? What, 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 who could, is there someone that could contact you that says, I want one of those low-income apartments? So not today. Um, we're still thinking about which way we're going to go. Okay. Right now, we do have a plan for affordable housing, you know, but it could change and it could go to market value. Um, we're working with the city for their needs. We're working with the state. There's a lot of different parties that go into this. And everything we're going to talk about today, you're going to realize that people want an answer today. But it takes time, and it's got to be patient. And you know this building's been sitting here for five years. When I got here, sprinklers were going off, pipes were breaking. We took – You put in $12 million worth of work or just like hours that everything adds up? So that's, a, that's in totality, okay. what the previous owner received from the banks. But we've put in about $1.2, 1. $1.3 $1. over the last six months okay. rehabbing the place. But now we're stable. Now we can really take a step back. You know, we're going to open up offices and, you know, like a WeWork space. We're going to have daycare here. So there's not just apartments. There's going to be a restaurant. Um, but it takes time. You know, we're, we're coming into a, a new project. We have to go in front of the city. We have to go in front of zoning. And, again, people want the answer yesterday, but it's going to take a little bit of time. This is a massive undertaking. But as far as the state, the city, the AG's office, everybody's working hand in hand. There is no issue. So I don't know why, you know, you're hearing it, I hear it, you know, but behind the scenes, everything's going very smoothly. Um, it's stable. Memorial is, it, is it maybe a union conflict that some union representatives showed up? They want in on, you know, you got to remember also that soccer stadium is not happening. So they're looking for some project. Is it is it more maybe a work dispute of some kind? Listen, we're in Rhode Island. Okay. okay? Um, That's a very good point. <laughs> so Rhode Island is a unique state, and even the, the, the banks and the folks that are partners with us, and I told them, listen, I'm suited for this because I know Rhode Island. Yes, the union did come, and I'll be honest with you. They were very nice. We spoke about the different project we were doing, and I told them, listen, we're not at that point yet. However, when we are, we have contractors here that, that are union um, as well. So we're willing to work with everyone. What I don't want to have happen here is an opportunity for the state to fix the problem. So we're with the governor, we're with the mayor, and we want to make sure that the neighbors are very happy with what gets chosen here. Nobody wants a shelter. Um, nobody wants to live in a shelter, first right. of all, right? And then nobody wants the shelter in their city. We get it. I get the politics of it. But if we fix the problem down the street, right, which is where do these people go? They go into affordable housing. Right. So an affordable housing is not bad. I mean, I don't know if the viewers know this, but the way the affordable housing works, it could be a teacher, it could be a police officer. People just, when they think shelter, it must be someone that's homeless, that doesn't have a job, drugs, it's not that at all. Yeah. So people just need to understand, educate themselves. We're going to do our best to educate them um, so that they know what's going on. But Memorial is strong. It's going to be amazing. McKee, the governor's on board. 100%. Okay. Now, Skyline. Yeah. Uh, I had actually interviewed you when you are first going to do yeah. Skyline. I said... At the time, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I That's a tough spot. Uh, a lot of businesses have been in and out. You did open Skyline. 
you had the, the laser show mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. Mayor Alorza told me, this is several years ago, Mike Mata is the best thing to happen in the city of Providence. Mayor Alorza was totally on board. So without going through everything and then COVID, today, where is Skyline now? Are you still in business? Is there a problem with the new administration? Where are things with Skyline? Skyline, and I'm going to say it here, is 100% in business. It is. 100%. I've heard reports, and sometimes I hear myself for the first time. I'm looking on my phone. I'm like, okay, that's news to me. Let's talk about Skyline for a minute. Yep. Skyline is a beautiful, beautiful venue in the heart of Providence. When we took it over, it was not nice. It was falling apart. The neighbors were complaining. There were uh, needles everywhere. It was just bad. Uh, Chief Clements, you know, good luck, uh, Chief, where he's doing. Wonderful uh, chief of the city of Providence. Partner. Uh, Partner. We cleaned it up. I mean, we spent $1.7 million. You Inside know, is beautiful. Chandelier. We've done, just so everybody knows, the governor's conference. Governors came from all over the country. They chose our location. Yep. The treasurer's conference. All kinds of events. Thousands of events. I Weddings. went to a PPAC anniversary. Oh, that was yeah, great, wasn't it? Yep. PPAC on the roof. We have the yep. best location. Brown University uses it every spring. Everybody. Yep. We do thousands of events. We've been good neighbors to the city. We don't own the building. Okay, I don't even own the building. So it's funny to watch the things. People twist everything. It's like Michael Mata's skyline. I don't even own it. But it's okay. To answer your question, we have tons of events on the calendar. What hurt us the most was COVID. It didn't just hurt us. It hurt everyone. But were you open like last weekend? When's the last time an event was at Skyline? We are open. We had three events last weekend. We had one last night. We have four this weekend. Remember, everybody, Skyline is not a restaurant. It is an event only. Why? Because when we came in, this is very important. When we came in, they did not want anything past 12 o'clock. No business will survive in that restaurant world without having... a. Over 12. We did that. We changed it for the city. Any bar will tell you they make the most money in drinks between 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning. So we had to make a decision. I had done weddings all my life. There wasn't really a great venue. My father-in-law was in construction. So we poured everything we had in it, heart and soul. We were doing $3.2, million, and we were going to the moon. What happens? Pandemic hits, closes everything down. Staff. Chefs, nobody wants to work anymore. We had a riot. The first building that yes, got hit. I remember that. That's right. Was my that's, building. That's right. They broke every window. Now that's let right. me make something very. They clear. actually burned a cruiser right across. They did right in the, with my chair, from my 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 wow. chair. Yeah. Okay. Let me make something crystal clear. Was that a negative effect on business? <laughs> the 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 chair missing or the no 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 the riot a little bit yeah a little bit. I was watching it from the door oh, ring bell oh, wow. yeah because ba- the, these new criminals okay. they they actually film it. So that we know exactly who it is. So let me make it perfect clear with the city. We were the best thing for Skyline in that building for the city of Providence because the city doesn't have a ton of money. I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know. They are terrible landlords. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that they're bad people? No, they're just not landlords, right? Politics, uh, that kind of thing is not business, right? So when we came in, there were extra monies that were needed to get that building to work, above and beyond the 1.7. 
Any business that comes in, they know they're going to pay rent, but they don't think they're going to have to put a roof on a building. So when we first came in, because there's a talk about rent abatements and people don't understand what that means. So I can't blame people for not being educated in this realm. What I blame are the people that are taking this and trying to twist it. They didn't pay the rent. Makes no sense. Not only did we pay the rent, we prepaid the rent at 0% interest. Let me explain. I'm just going to go through one because there's four of them. Anytime we had a rent abatement, we didn't want it. We would much rather the city do it on their own. But if they don't have money, what are we supposed to do? So the first one, let's call it roughly around $100,000. They say, we don't have the money. Can you guys do it? Okay, we don't want to because where does that money come from? Cash flow. We're a new business. Last thing we want to do is put another $100,000. That's going to take two years to pay. And then they take it off the rent. So what will happen is certain reporters or investigative reporters will say they didn't pay the rent. And then they actually believe the stuff that's actually being said in the city. Some folks in the city are actually like believe their own nonsense. It's it's completely not true. We've paid the rent from the beginning. All those rent abatements were monies. And I have a book with all of the the amounts of uh, money that we spent on the building. And I can assure you it's much more than this eviction that's happening. So what do I blame the eviction on? I don't blame it on Mayor Smiley. He just came in. He has many different offices and, and, and employees. This has been going on for seven years. So there's a lot of information that certain people will not be able to know. Should have they put it out in the news? No, not just because of me. I'm not worried. Our families are not worried. The problem is brides are worried. You know how many brides are calling us saying, you know, is it going to close? And I have to say, no, close for what? We, you, <laughs> we prepaid the rent. Because you do weddings there. We do weddings, corporate events. But these people are booking a year and a half. I'll give you one example. My wife, who's running it, I don't own Skyline, uh, but my wife that's running it, um, she gets emails all the time, and it's brides crying. Oh. So what was the need to even do such a nonsense thing? It's not true. You heard it here today. I have all of the facts. Skyline is open. Open for not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. All right. Now, Mayor Smiley, is he on board? Is he reaching out saying, hey, sorry that this is like, where where do things stand? Or maybe who do you deal with? Who's the point person with the city of Providence? So we've always dealt with Wendy Nielsen, which is in charge of parks. So kind of put that into perspective. She's not a landlord. You know, it's just, it's an unusual system. And it's because it's a building that's an oddity. It's owned by the state. The city takes it in, the parks department runs it, the legal from the city. So you can see where there is ways that this is not going to go right. Okay. And this is exactly what you're seeing. How, how, are, the, nothing to do how are the employees of Skyline? The employ- so, so the reason why the employees at Skyline are always changing is because we're only event-based. So let's say, for example, I want to be, I need a job. We might only have one event this week, or we might have four, but that's not enough to to bring people in. So the one problem I've had at Skyline always is help because you can't bring in people full time. And the city won't let you just be open on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I can't tell you how many emails, how many phone calls, how many conversations that we had that we told them that we need. Everyone has the same right. Do you know, I I don't know if we're the only one, but we're one of the only ones that have a license till two o'clock, but have to close at 12. And again, we signed on for it at the beginning, but we've told them, listen, let's try to do this. Let's try to do this. Do you know how many events I've had in that city? I want to say one more point, and then we can get off the skyline. One important one is I went to uh, California 
and met a company called Wet. Wet is the company that did the Bellagio-style water fountains. With talking with the mayor, I went on my own dime and I met with them. I had a whole plan for a whole system in the water, uh, in the water basin and the amphitheater to turn that whole place. And I also had a plan to do 20 or 25 um, stories of apartments, high-end apartments, all glass looking through the state. I put them on Facebook. I read something recently, again, uh, a reporter had put out there, which is not true, that the city commented that it wasn't something that was possible. On March, I want to say March 13th, it was the day we found out about the pandemic. I think it was 2019, 2020. I had. It was March of 20. Okay, so March 20, I had a press conference with the mayor. His plan. Mayor Alorza. Mayor Alorza. And my plan were going to be announced that day, and it was going to be funded by the federal government. I was going to fund it through partners, but he was able to take the plan, put it into his plan. As you know, they're going to redevelop that whole city, especially in that area. They were going to put those water fountains in with the company wet. So again, I challenge people to make sure you know what you're actually listening to because people don't know what they're talking about. But that was the day. You can check it, fact check it, ask the reporter. But Skyline, 1% open. 100% open. open. No problem. We have weddings this weekend. Uh, Go on Instagram, go on Facebook. You'll see all the weddings. Gorgeous weddings. My wife's doing a great job, by the way. Now, I want to just touch on with Dr. Mata. Now, obviously, the Sopranos have been a big influence on you, to put it mildly. And I want to give an example. Yeah. Vinnie Paz yeah. went to the Park Cinema in saw Rocky. Next morning, he goes running. Okay? It absolutely catapulted him, and a light went off, I want to be a fighter. Okay? Touch on the effect of, like, is there a... Dr. Mata, before you saw The Sopranos, mm-hmm. since you've seen it, talk about, like, like where were you? Take us through the effect it, it had on you. When you, like, what was the first time you read about it, saw it, someone told you about it? The funny thing is, when The Sopranos first came out, I never watched it. I heard everybody talk about it. I saw the posters. And then one day I decided to watch it, and I was hooked. Mm-hmm. Now, again, there's controversy on... Mike Mata has all these mobsters on his walls. This here is not a mobster. Okay. That here is not a mobster. That's Armand Asante. This yeah. is James Gandolfini. These are yeah. actors yeah. that play roles as mobsters. Yeah. Sopranos, number one, it was the number one TV show in all of the world. The way they filmed it, the way they took comedy in that genre. People love the mob movie genre since the days of Godfather. Yeah. We live in a very Italian-based state. So when I grew up, Mineral Spring, that's where I get this accent. I'm actually Portuguese. I'm 100% Portuguese. Everybody thinks I'm Italian. But the Italian culture, the way they brought the characters together. The reason why I hold James Gandolfini up in a post. Who you've met. I've met. Is because he is so far from a mobster or anyone that would do such things that a mobster would do that it just showed how great of an actor that person was. Armand Asante, chairman of Virtual Cons' board, yep. regardless any still, <laughs> regardless what anybody says. Yep. Now he's focusing a little bit on on some other things because okay. the pandemic's 
loosened up a little bit and he's got some charity things, but was the chairman of the board. To be honest with you, we haven't even had that conversation but, yet. But the Sopranos, talk about it, it changed your life. It did because I loved the show so much and I had an opportunity to meet Federico Castelluccio, who's Furio. And the reason why I met him is because there was an event that was happening and someone had told him they were going to pay him and didn't and I got to reach out to him. Um, and then the rest is history. We had tons of events. I mean, 10 events. We did the biggest event in history called Sopranos Con. That's really what catapulted where I am today with virtual cons. Remember, I was a school teacher. Um, I do have a bachelor's degree. I do have a master's degree. And I paid for both of them. Right, because doctorate. that's when I went to school. Yeah. My doctorate yeah. is an honorary doctorate. Now, that's been pulled a little bit. Oh, you know, it, it's not accredited. He pays Listen, that's it. the title on your website, Dr. Mata. But yeah. just getting back to the Sopranos. Now, you've even been to the house in, I think it's North Caldwell, New Jersey, Caldwell, that, that Tony Soprano lived in. And did you, was there talk that maybe, like, was it, were you drawn that much to it? Like, were you actually thinking, is there a way that you could buy that house? We had two unbelievable events at the house. At the house. And we have a purchase and sales right now to purchase the house. We're yes. going to purchase the house. We're working uh, on it right now. If we could come to the number, and the reason I why. I would think they, I mean, that's a beautiful section of New Jersey. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Is it Caldwell or North Caldwell? It's and I'm North not, Caldwell. it's North, okay. Because um, I know the Montclair area very well. But would they really be willing to part with it? They actually put it on that they were going to sell it. I think it was the New York Times. Okay. I've met the gentleman very many, many times. We yeah. went to the house. Um, but we're in the process right now. Now, will it happen? Again, at the end of the day, until it happens, it doesn't happen. But we have a purchase and sales. You know, he's ready to go. And the idea is Virtual Cons is an app. And it's an app that ties all kinds of fans together. Just imagine having that app and being able to do the house as an Airbnb. We want to turn that house into a museum, and that museum can be watched live, virtually, right, digitally, so someone in Cambodia. So a Soprano B&B. A Soprano B&B. So people could then come and stay overnight. With our app. Wow. Oh, the app. No, no. They would book it through the app. Oh, okay. But they, you know, they'd have a membership. They'd be able to book it. They'd be able to stay at the house, so you could stay with four or five people. But for the majority, they'd be able to watch it and through live so we'd have cameras set up everywhere and but it would be forever a museum not just for me for all all fans okay now dr mata you did the first soprano con i believe was at the jacob javits center no it was at the uh the meadowlands the meadowlands oh wow okay um even did you do one at jacob javits no No. the first one was at the meadowlands the second one was at harris resort casino okay now the first one at the meadowlands I mean, it was wildly successful. Wild. The band came in that did the theme song, Alabama right? Three. And and then what? When? And I don't know when was Harris. What meaning? Like what time was that? Before, that was before COVID. No, it was, it after, was after COVID. And that oh, is wow. that is where we had an issue. Okay. So Sopranos Con history changing. I don't care what anybody says. Anyone that was there, I have people emails 
hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of emails that said change their life. We had 55 Sopranos cast members that never happened in ever. That was huge. Um, they didn't even see each other, most of those people, because remember, it was, it was six uh, seasons plus B, um, so some of those characters never met each other. Alabama 3, we flew in from London. Uncle Junior, Dominic Chianese, we flew in. He sang, right? I have videos, commentary, testimonials that said, who does this? How did this even happen? It was a wildly successful. We were on Jimmy Fallon. We were on Bastool Sports. You name it, we were on it. Right, so that went well. Huge. Where did the wheels come off with Harris? So what happened with Harris, um, Harris is in, in Atlantic City. Yeah. The problem with Atlantic City, and I love Atlantic City, by the way. The mayor there is great. Is that it's kind of like off the beaten path, right? It's not near New York. It's close to New York, but it's, it's kind of out. I've been to Atlantic City. So yeah. when we did the Meadowlands, it was perfect. Harris called us. They saw the success. Rhode Island called us too, but then never called us back. But we had the event was going to happen, and they wanted it to happen at Harris. Sopranos Con, huge success. Pandemic hits. We have to change the date. We don't know if we're going to be able to even ever have an event. So we went back and forth with Harris. Harris is not set up to help promote events. They're there really to just have a haul. So we wanted to do something different. So they had made promises which I have a list of them, that they were going to do to help us because they chose the date for us. And we didn't think that it was going to work because of the pandemic. But because of everything that was going on, our people were busting out, to, busting out of the seams to get there. We did it. Certain things didn't go perfect. Look, at the end of the day, the event was awesome. People got to meet their idols. Um, but during the pandemic, it was tough. It, it was tough. And, and the bills get really high. People don't understand. They think it's nothing. Um, the cast members are not cheap. Um, there's a lot of people to pay. It's not an easy thing to no, put together. It's close to a million dollars. You know, listen, you know, we talk about this all the time. People talk about, you know, oh, you know, this happened. Or that. I always say, when's your event? Because they're not going to have it. So they have to be people like me that are willing to take yes. the opportunity to yes. do it. And you have to know that not everything in business is going to make money. But they're called loss leaders, meaning yes. they're going to help you to the next one. Sure. And that's where I am today. I mean, we now have Virtual Cons. Yep. It's an app. We have Virtual Cons TV, the, a streaming platform anywhere in the world. Any smart TV, you go to VCTV, we can stream any pieces of content that we want. So the objective is still there. Everything is still coming together, but here is the problem. People don't want to wait. They're so impatient. And I don't know if it's a Rhode Island mentality because when you do business outside of Rhode Island, people think a lot different. Mm. And just imagine getting a, a stock certificate or, or some type of uh, membership and hoping that your world's going to change in a year or two. Most businesses don't start to make money to year three if right. they survive. Yep. Disney certificates 20, 30 years before they made money. We haven't even been there for two years. Mm. And you wouldn't believe I have people, oh, you know, I thought this $100 I spent, I was going to get eye surgery. You know, so I just think that people just need to be patient, not read everything that's out there. Let me ask you about, so virtual con, if you were to do it over, yeah. instead of people coming and attending in person, mm. is the, the thought that then they could watch on the app the different events? Just because I'm not that familiar with Hybrid. Hybrid. At okay. the time, oh, okay. Virtual Con was born, okay. just to go back a bit. Of yeah. Okay. Pandemic had just hit. Three or four weeks, I'm sitting there saying, oh, no. Skyline can't have people. Uh, this conventions can't have people. What are we going to do? 
So I called the whole company together. I had a team meeting, and I said, listen, we're going to be a technology company. We're going to build an app, and we're going to allow people to come together all over the world. And that's what we're building. Like, we're literally building this. We have our own app in the Apple Store and Android Store. We have our own streaming platform all over the world. And is there, is there I, I'm unfamiliar with yeah. that. Is there content on it right now, or it's coming? We launched a beta version, oh. and it went bananas. It did. It went bananas. We had... All kinds of people wanted to be a part of it. Ice-T, Cisco, a ton of people. However, technology changes all the time. So we had to make sure that now in phase two that we're integrating NFTs, the meta world, virtual reality. VR is a huge piece of it. But it takes time. It takes money. It takes a lot of pieces to the puzzle. So when we launched this, the idea was if the world never comes back the same that it did, we're going to be ready for it. But we want to create a hybrid. We want people to come to an event. But just imagine a concert where instead of 1,000 people, a million people can join in. Um, instead of a convention where 10,000 people will be there, you know, 1 million people get to come. Hmm. And they all get to come to our streaming platform. Yep. Um, and that's the objective. So that's what we're trying to accomplish. All right. Now, there's a great episode of The Sopranos where Artie, um, he has the woman that works at his restaurant. What was um, his wife? No, oh. uh, no. The the woman she's French, and she introduced yeah, 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 him yeah, yeah. to Jean Pierre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was what was the name? And I'm trying oh, to put you on the spot. You put me um, on the spot. I know uh, exactly Savulio is the restaurant, right? That's Artie's. Vesuvio's, yeah. Okay. And so he borrows the money. Yes. From Tony, right? He no, he borrows the money. He, he eventually to, he borrows the money from he went Tony. To Ralphie, and, and he Ralphie said, "No, no, we said, don't do it with friends." I don't want to because then I'm going to have to come and see you. So he borrows it. From Tony. Yeah. And then he goes to John Pierre's apartment. He won't pick up the phone. He's rehearsing in the mirror, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. John He's going to beat him up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Something wrong? And then they get in a fight, and the guy rips his ear rips off, his gets ear. off. And then Tony sends Furio over. So, but he says the, the marketing money is gone. So, now, as far as crypto, mm -hmm. where are things right now with crypto? Because there, there are people out there. Mm -hmm. Who have contacted me and said, sure. you know, I I gave him five thousand dollars, and well, like the, we're what what is your what I want to address now is not a rehash, but if there's someone watching right yeah, yeah, now, yeah. are are they gonna see their investment? Is it a Artie Jean Pierre thing? Is it gone? Rip the earring off. Yes. <laughs> where, where do things stand with the? Is it the virtual con crypto? Is that the name of it? So. If we go back, I want to say it was about a year ago, crypto was a massive phenomenon. No one really knew what was going on. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. Yep. We never created our own crypto coin. I say this on thousands of videos. What happened was I was approached at Mob Movie Con that said, we can create a coin for you. Now, what people don't understand is what a coin even is what a token even is, right. and that the fact that you need a utility, which means what is the coin going to do? What they saw was people buying Bitcoin, okay, and they thought, oh, you know, I'm going to invest this, and I'm going to put it. I've said since day one, number one, never, ever invest one dollar you're not willing to lose. You I've said, said that, that on quote. Wow. Nobody can send a video or photo or, or anything saying Mike Mata asked anyone for anything. What I did was we are going to have a coin that was created by a third party. Yep. You can buy that coin 
Our job is to give utility to that coin, okay? Now, since that day to now, things have gone crazy with coin. So what we've had to do is try to figure out how do we make a coin very valuable, okay? Making a coin very valuable, to do that, you have to make sure that there's utility, things for them to use, okay? If they don't have anything that they could actually use it for, then it's really worthless. But it takes time. It's like a stock. You get a stock, but you have to make sure the company's worth something so that stock goes up. Coin is the same way. We never had anybody's coin. So when people say, I'm missing my coin, I get emails all the time. And we've sent so many videos to people. One of the things I wish I didn't get involved with was getting folks involved in the coin because I was trying to get everybody to be a part of this. And the idea is our success is their success. So people that say, I gave him four, nobody gave me 4,000 anything. Oh, okay. okay. No one signed any document that said they're giving Mike Mod or anything or virtual cons. What they did is buy coin with the thought that it was going to grow. It's like going to a casino. I'm going to put $20. I hope it's 40 but yeah. some people leave with nothing. To answer your question, are they out of money? No, of course not. What we did is we said, okay, you bought your coin through a company called Knightsbridge. Okay? We're going to use that coin in our, in our app. Now, this is where it got twisted again. I said people will be able to use the coin to go to events. They'll be able to use it for swag. People started saying, oh, I didn't buy this to buy T-shirts. No, 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 no. The idea is the more people use that currency, the more value. It's a supply and demand. Yep. Right now, there's a supply out there, but the demand is not high because our website in phase two of our app's not even out. Mm. So what do you think it's going to be worth? I mean, to think you put $100 in and you're going to make a million is just ludicrous. Right. Instead, what I've said to people, be patient. We're creating a utility. Okay, we're actually partnering with another coin as well to do some more things with it. Yep. There is value to it, but something is only worth what someone's willing to pay. That's right. Don't spend a dollar, a penny, you're not willing to lose. Why would you want to try to hurt your company that you want to go to the moon? So that's the problem with coin. So to answer your question quickly, and I know it took a little no, bit longer. No, no, that's it's okay. An explanation. But right coin now, coin has to be worth what someone wants to spend for sure. it. Right now, there is no utility for the coin because you can't use it. So why would you buy coin if you can't use it? The idea is to save it. It's like gold. You take the gold, you put it away, and you say, hopefully, it's worth more money later on. So no one will lose money. If someone put artist. down just five thousand. Their what should they do right now? Wallet. Their they coins are in their wallet. Never were in my wallet. They were in their wallet. Now, what happens is they want to make sure that they're part of what we're doing, help promote us. When the app comes out, push it. We have a BizTainment program. People have BizTainment credit cards with money on them. They could buy anything anywhere in the world. Be part of it. Help spread the word. Let us get our events out there. Give it a little bit of time. That's why you invested. But stop the, you gave me money. You didn't give me anything. You, bought you hear that from people emailing? You know what it is, though? It's, it's we, we, again, I hate to say because I love Rhode Island, but we're so small-minded. I gave him a 1000 Now he's driving a car. No, I'm driving a car because I have a job. You might not have a job, but I have one. Oh, it's a nice car. I have a really nice job. I work hard. I work 24-7, seven days a week. That's why they invested. But, John, it's hundreds of people. We live in a world with billions of people. Yep. They're so small-minded. And, and Do you think a lot of the people of Rhode Island 
are just they're impatient. Is that what it? One hundred percent. They're impatient. Um, they don't. They don't want to see anybody succeed. I'll be honest with you. They don't want to see. I would never ever post things online. So as you know, someone wrote a story about me. Yep. A lot of falsehoods. Right here is all the information, right? And I just challenge people to just get the what, truth. What has the effect been on your life without going through the whole story or anything? But what's been the effect on you or your family since these? And there's been actually several stories, but since yeah. they started coming out. Great question. Me personally, nothing. No, because no, now I'm 42 and I'm in another world. Okay. I don't think like I did 10 years ago. Okay. My poor wife, yeah. who gets calls and letters, he's cheating on you, he's doing this. It's just nonsense stuff. But okay. she's past that. Yep. My kids, more my son, has to hear in school, oh, this one owes money or this one owes money. Oh. And you have to think to yourself, why would somebody write a story like that without having the actual facts? Why would somebody want to hurt somebody else, right? I don't no. want to hurt anybody else. Why would somebody want to hurt somebody so bad? You, I mean, we're talking bad. Like, they said some real nasty things. Now, you did sit down with the reporter, right? I she had access to you. I had... Oh, like, we, we was there... Do you feel... And you, know, you don't have to show me anything, no, no, but was date. there a, a misunderstanding of what the nature of the stories were going to be? Well, there's misunderstanding because they only put the pieces they wanted to. So this particular reporter worked at the Providence Journal, and I'm not going to go into too much, I but I just wanted that, to say that you, it started in 2017. Okay. That's well, where Here's what I was trying to – were you problem. surprised when the, the story came out? No. You were not surprised? No. And you were still willing to sit, sit down? One thousand percent. And I'll still sit oh. down with any reporter, especially this person – on the Boston Globe or anything right. else if they want, and I'll bring the facts. Okay. Don't give a two-hour uh, interview and only give okay. one-minute clips. Le release the whole thing. Okay. So and you, I have stuff, too. I'll release the whole thing. And we'll you you went up blindsided when that came out. So no, she, was, she would follow me to my car and come to my office, and it was, it was getting scary. Okay. My neighborhood, you know, you don't. I don't know why someone would want to attack somebody like that. It, it, it is, it is, it's, well, it's different world we live in. Has it affected the business of Dr. No. Mata? No, 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 okay. no. And I want to re, I'm going to do a rehash for everyone. Yeah. So Memorial Hospital. Yes. That's happening. I mean, to <laughs> me, it sounds like things are in motion. You know when you wake up in the morning and you read what's on social media yeah. and the news and then you actually look at reality and you say to yourself, what are they talking about? Well, yes, saying, every day I'm here. The mayor's on board, yeah. Governor McKee's on board, and the attorney general is just, he's what, fulfilling his obligation? Yeah, I mean, there's okay. a side prey on the building. He has to be a part of it. That's how it works. Now, Skyline, yes. and that was widely, uh, widely reported, yeah. even on the television stations. That's open, you're doing business, and it, it sounds like, how would you describe that? Are there some bumps in the road? with the Smiley administration, but you guys feel you're on firm footing. Is that fair? I would say that they should not have put out uh, an eviction notice because okay. it scared everybody. They okay. should have talked to us. They're not evicting you then, or they're trying to. They, they could try anything. Oh, anybody okay. could try anything. No, it's just never going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. No. Okay. Now, is Gotti 2, <laughs> is that ever going to – is that in development? Where is – is that going to see the light of day, or is – you know, entertainment can be fickle, but where does that stand? Listen, it's a it's a blockbuster movie. Yep. We purchased the rights from the Gotti family. Oh. Money exchanged hands. And yes, we have all intentions to have Armand Asante reprise the role. Okay. Now, will it come to? 
I, I'm not 100%. My gut would say that I want it to be, but anything can happen, John. You know. I mean, Armand might get another like another uh, acting job. He can't do it. But yes, for all intensive purposes, we've already begun conversations, clearly. Yeah. Uh, video what, interviews. What were your dealings like with John Gotti Jr.? He's a great guy. You know, look, at the end is of the day. Is he anxious for this to happen? For sure. He is. You know, the Gotti movie that came out with John Travolta. John Travolta is a great guy. Yeah, it was nothing like what Armand. It oh, was not okay. the same. Yeah. So he, he actually, Armand Asante is the one that came to me, and I'm the one that set John Gotti Jr. up with Armand Asante. And we had conversations, meetings. Uh, we brought, I brought them together. Um, I actually did some business with John Gotti Jr. Um, he's working, you could see, he's working with Cookies, which is the marijuana brand. Um, uh, Burner, who owns Cookies, uh, worldwide brand. I brought the two of them together. So, yes, of course, but things don't happen yesterday. It has to take time to brew. Okay. The, the story still has to be written. I know what the story should be, yep. and I want to shoot it. 100%. So, so Skyline is opening. Yep. Is, excuse me. It's open. People can book events. You are 100%. doing things this weekend. We have events and, now for the next year and a half booked. Wow. And, and the city, could they even stop you if they wanted to, or is that a legal thing? Well, listen, and again, I don't know the answer. Listen, it's a legal thing. My attorney, Mike Lepizera, as yep. you guys know, he's awesome. I think it was a mistake for them to do it. We know that we should know rent, yeah. and, and then there was something about garbage. Again, it's ludicrous. Okay. Are they trying to scare us? Is it a political thing? I don't know. I don't own Skyline. I don't even work there. Right. So you just rent from it the out. outside. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it difficult dealing with vendors with Skyline? Absolutely. There's no parking at right. Skyline. The place never succeeded for a reason. Yeah. Right. Can't be a restaurant. You got to be closed by twelve o'clock. It's hard to maneuver. They took away our dumpster after seven years and ten years before having a dumpster. Um, there's, listen, there's illegal things that happen down there. Needles, homeless. Yep. You know how many, you know they ripped our tent? How many times they ripped our tent? Um, you know how many times they broke in? Do you know our air condition system is $50,000? We've had to replace it now twice because they stole all the copper. Oh. So, listen, it's not been an, a piece of cake. Yep. You know, and again, I want to, you know, just mention, because again, it's out there, and I think it's important. There was a PPP and re re uh, restaurant revitalization grant that had come out during pandemic. Yep. Many, many restaurants got it. Of course, now it's become, oh, Mike Mata took the money and ran. In order to get PPP, which is actually for employees, a bank had to give you the money. They gave it to you in a formula. They didn't say, hey, Mike, how much you want? That's the mentality. It's, it's, it's sickening. They had to follow a formula. They gave the money. Yep. And again, they didn't give it to me because I don't own Skyline. That's how bad story writing is these days. Oh. The PPP money was given out. Then it has to be forgiven. If not, you have to pay it back. How does it get forgiven? You must follow to the T all the criteria. So we're a big business. We have a, a CPA. The CPA sends in all the information. And then they hit approve right here, approved, meaning you don't have to pay it back because you followed the guidelines. Okay. Did I take it for a car? Did I go buy a house? No, we took it for the place. Restaurant revitalization grant. I want to say 15 restaurants got it. Same thing. You follow the law. The law comes out and says, hey, you can use it for A, B, C, D, E. Okay. We then use it for A, B, C, D, E. The CPA gives it to the federal government. That's why investigative reporters are looking in and trying to tie things, but no other people are because it wouldn't make sense. 
then they give us permission to use it as a grant, and it's forgiven. Okay. So Skyline 100%. is rolling. Skyline's rolling. So, okay. Let's now, go. Crypto. Yes. What is your message to people that say, I invested with the crypto? Where's my return on my investment? If someone bought crypto or virtual coin. Virtual coin. Virtual coin. You 100% have access to sell it today just like you had it access a year ago to sell it. Do you sell it when it's a down market? My suggestion is no, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Do I know the future of what we're doing with virtual cons? Yes. Is the coin involved in it? Yes. Do I think the coin value will go up? Yes. But like I said from day one, never invest a dollar you need tomorrow because you never know if it's going to go away. I don't own the coin. I'm not the coin world. I'm not the crypto world. The SEC has very clear now guidelines. Didn't have them then. We're following them, and we have the utility that that coin needs to make it value. If you have it, you still own it. Give it some time. Don't say we have it, and if you're lost and you don't know how to do it, that's okay. Tell me. Don't go out on social media. You're only bashing the company you want the coin to succeed. Who does that? It's like the president, right? We, we bring in a president. You know you're a Trump fan. I'm a Trump fan, full disclosure. We beat the shit out of him from day one. How can he do his job? Well, the press did. The press, yeah. And people, yes. half the country, right? Yes. They pull them down and you're yep. drowning these people. Don't yes. do that. Let them do the job that you put them in for. Yep. Same thing with me. Let me do what I need to do. Do you, and we're only going to go a couple more minutes, yeah, yeah. Virgin, are you still uh, optimistic about the future of Dr. Motter and the, the various companies you're involved in? One million percent, now more than ever before. We wow. just got acquired by a publicly traded company. Again, a report Would said this that- this be a good time for people to buy the stock? Listen, I'm not telling anybody no, to no, buy I anything. Understand. And I'm going to say the same thing I said day What's one. What's the publicly the traded record. stock? It's BAYP. Yep. It's not being traded right now. Let oh. me explain. Okay. Again, another false misconception oh. out there. Okay. Bayport's defunct. Now we got to sue these people because they're out there saying things that are not true. Right. How can you run a business? John T. P. DiPietro's show doesn't work. Yeah. And then they go, to, it doesn't make sense. You can't say things that are not true. So let me so, just say that Bayport International Holdings yes. is 100% not defunct. It's a real estate memorial hospital and a big one in Florida. It's many other things. It's technology and it's entertainment. It bought VirtualCon. I don't even own VirtualCons. I'm the president of all of them. But wait. What's important to understand about that is Bayport it has a caveat emptor, which means it's not open for trading. The reason why it's not open for trading is because our CEO and chairman had to sue the gentleman that was a part of it, and he won successfully. But during a lawsuit, you're not filing quarterly reports because it's not active. Now we're filing, we have a CFO, we have corporate counsel, we have a, uh, I said CFO, CTO, we have all of those parties and I'm the president. All of that information now is being handed over. So what I did when I got the company acquired is anyone that participated in virtual cons, either it be biztainment, buy a coin, I gave them shares of the new company for free out of my own, they didn't buy them, okay, it was a gift. They'll have shares. Once it starts to, sh to, to actually trade, then we announce everything. We haven't announced anything because why would we? It's like premature. 
they're not gonna the stock's not gonna go up yet. 